Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today, we're going to be talking about women, health, self-care, slowing down, and everything in between. This episode is in partnership with Go eVisit Smart Exam a virtual platform providing fast and efficient healthcare with access to a clinical interview 24 seven, 365 days a year, all at your fingertips. On International Women's Day and every day, Go eVisit is recognizing the amazing things women contribute to their families, to our country and to the world. And they, we, need access to high quality healthcare that works with our schedules and lifestyles. The service was new to me, and I can't believe what I've been missing out on. Later in the episode, I'll be sharing my personal experience with looking for birth control options using GoEVisit. The app is available for download on any iOS or Android device. Simply download the app or click the link in the show notes. Enter the promo code AMANDA2 after completing each of your visits to access the service for free for two months. I'm talking immediate healthcare for over 450 minor illnesses, access to certified healthcare practitioners, and if needed, the prescription delivered to your closest pharmacy. Game changer. Check out GoEVisit and download the app now. Okay, back to the show. The conversation around how we take care of ourselves is such an important one. And I feel like I've been having this conversation on my various platforms for a very long time. And, you know, one of the questions that comes up often is, first of all, how are you doing it? Like, what is it, you know, when you think of the word self-care, what does that mean to you? Um, But the other thing I realized is that as our kids get older, as our lives change and our responsibilities shift, the time that we have available for self-care changes. And I feel like that is also something that's important to mention that right now you might be listening with little ones at home that literally require your attention every moment that their eyes are open. You know, that's a, that's a busy season. And so self-care at that time might look like a cup of coffee that you drink from beginning to end, you know, when it's actually hot and you haven't had to reheat it. Um, But where I'm coming from now that my kids are six and eight is much different. You know, I've been able to schedule time in my day, sometimes even on the weekends where I do things that are just for me that are going to make me feel better and be able to have more you know, output capabilities. So I just want everyone to keep that in mind as we're listening to some of the things I share today is that, you know, even if it's just one little thing you can take away and start to incorporate into your life, that's incredible. You definitely do not need to do all of these. And also, I don't always get it right. And sometimes self-care actually looks like me just stopping everything and going to bed at 9 p.m., which is what I did last night. Highly recommend it. I didn't actually fall asleep right away, but the fact is, is I was in the bed horizontal, you know, not doing anything other than watch YouTube videos, which is also kind of fun. So when I think about how I take care of myself, you know, probably the one that's been top of mind for the last few weeks, even months, has been my fitness. 
You guys have heard it here on the podcast. I've shared, you know, the journey that Dean and I have been on. My dad and I shared some tips on what we're doing to, you know, really stay on top of that positive way of life, I suppose. Um, But incorporating fitness is one of the biggest things that I do to take care of myself. And it's like, how do I actually do that? Why do I do it? What am I doing? These are a lot of questions I get on the regular. So, you know, I've mentioned it before, but I try to try to really maintain work hours, even though what I do is a bit strange, you know, podcasting, YouTube, being on Instagram on the regular. Um, you know, I show up at different times and in different ways on the on the platforms. But when it comes to like sitting down, answering emails, working on creating, I really try to put that into the nine to three box, <laughs> you know. So once I drop the kids at school, I'm in work mode from 9am till 3pm. I don't do any housework. I take a break often by walking the dogs. But something else that I've worked into the schedule is going to the gym. After the fall, I had a hard fall, honestly. And after the fall, I thought, what am I going to do to get back into this groove? Because you can't just go from zero to 100 in a day. You really got to work up your stamina, work up your strength and work up the desire to put on those workout leggings and do the workout. Like it doesn't just come naturally. So I started at home, you know, I had a yoga mat, I had my computer and I could pull up workouts on YouTube, yoga, you name it, whatever it is that I felt like doing that day. Cause I do love to switch it up. I need to kind of constantly challenge myself and try new things. Um, but I just started doing it in the comfort of my office space, you know, um, I was also using a few fitness apps, but primarily it was just the showing up that's probably the hardest part. And it doesn't feel good at first. You don't feel like wanting to sweat. You know, I didn't I didn't feel like I could do as many sit-ups that I wanted to do. I couldn't lift as heavy. But over time, as you continue to show up, your strength starts to build. And, you know, a lot of times I get asked, like, where do you get the confidence or maybe not so much the confidence, but like, the motivation to keep showing up for yourself and to keep coming back to it. And my response is not like, it doesn't feel that rewarding when you say it, but I feel like the motivation comes by continuing to show up. So, you know, after the first week, I was like, oh my God, I did like whatever it was, four exercise days or something. I'm like, I'm going to do this again. You know, clothes start to fit a little differently on your body, but not even that. Your energy levels are up my head was clear. I felt like I was sleeping better. Like it's so connected to so many other areas. And sure, it's easy to focus on how your body is physically changing, but you could not ignore all of the things that are going on inside. And I notice, like even today, as I'm sharing this, I haven't been to the gym in two days and I'm feeling like a bit antsy. Like I haven't worked off that little buzzing that happens, you know, like if I could paint a picture. So you're going through life, you're wearing all the hats. As women, we tend to juggle a lot of things. Um, I find that the lines get blurred because I work from home and my responsibilities shift because I have a partner that travels. And honestly, sometimes there's like a hum that's going on on the outside of my body. And I feel like my shoulders are tense and my brow is furrowed and I just can't shake that feeling. And by going to the gym, and busting out a sweat or deadlifting a crazy, you know, 
weight that I haven't done before, it just seems to be like a little reset button for me. And I'm able to output at a different capacity with, with, with like more warmth and love for my family. Not to say that I'm not loving and warm every other time. Um, but honestly, if my cup is too low, like it's not full enough, I'm not as free with the output. I'm not as happy about it, you know, and it could just show up like short little remarks to the family or having little patience or just feeling restless. And so for me, incorporate, incorporating fitness into my actual work schedule is changing things. Now, what could that look like for someone that works in an office space? Well, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the climate has changed in such a way where you know, companies are far more aware of wellness and how we can incorporate that. Um, you know, maybe you take a little bit longer on your lunch break that you make up at the end of the day, but you go for a big walk, you know, at like a really nice high pace, or perhaps you have a gym close by to your office. You can pop in even for half an hour. Like I see a lot of people do that at my gym. Like sometimes I'm there over the lunch hour and people have come in in the day. And I always think that's so admirable, you know, because it takes a certain level of discipline to do that, right? And I think that that's really what it is. It's like, how do you continue to show up? It honestly comes down to discipline. It's like, my brain knows that if I go work out, I'm happier. Sometimes my body doesn't want to cooperate because I'm feeling tired or I'm cozy in my sweatpants or I want to watch a show. And yes, I do all of those things as well. But I notice that when I actually be, when I am disciplined enough to go do those things for my fitness, I'm just, I'm just an overall happier person. And so I feel like I could talk about this for the entire episode, but it's so important to me, this whole concept of moving my body every day. Um, and then when it comes to the actual workouts I'm doing, I constantly switch it up. Um, I mentioned recently on Instagram, like, oh, cardio, like don't just focus on cardio. I feel like women are so quick to just do cardio. And I think it's a few things. I think that's what has kind of been shown in the media is what women should be doing. Um, and sometimes we can be fearful of walking up to the weights and trying it. But I would say go do it. Um, you can follow amazing people on Instagram that are offering really inspiring workouts, but also show you how to do it. Um, and don't be afraid to look at yourself in the mirror while you're working out because one, I bet you look great. <laughs> and two, you get to see your form as you're working out. And that's huge. I have, I've had people say like, how do you know what to do? Or like, how did you learn how to do this? I just did it. And I picked up a weight usually lighter than I probably thought I could do like a 10 pound weight or something. And I try the move and I realize, oh, that's too light for me. I could totally do a 15 pound weight. So you just walk up and you change the weights. And I know this sounds really simple, but for some people, this can be a serious roadblock. Um, but that's what I do. I look, you know, certain workouts on YouTube. It's like, how do I use the Smith machine, for example, to do a deadlift? And instead of doing it wrong and hurting my body, I do that. You could also ask people at the gym, but I mean, even that's a stretch for me, you know? <laughs> but um, so that's what I do. I, I really try to challenge myself and try new things. And I find like when certain workouts are getting a little too easy, I'm like, huh, what could I do today? Maybe I'll try the ropes or maybe I'll try like a, a strange circuit on a treadmill and just like really switch it up. And I feel like when I'm doing those new things, it's like firing off new pathways in my brain and I stay you know, stimulated physically with the workout, but then also my brain is being challenged to try something new and to think about something new in a different way. And, um, 
Anyway, I love it. I'm kind of obsessed with it in a healthy way, of course. Let's be honest. Uh, I try to go for like an hour from beginning to end. I have a quick shower at the end of my workout and then I'm done for the day and I feel like I'm a much better person. The next point I want to talk about when it comes to taking care of ourselves is our health and prioritizing our health. And this is a bit of a doozy, I think. For parents, and I can only speak from my perspective, but as a woman, as the mother of the household, I often ignore, you know, symptoms if I'm not feeling my best. And if I don't ignore them, I wait a touch too long to address it. And a good example of this was last year. Actually, precisely this time last year, I got very, very sick. In fact, I ended up missing my son's birthday dinner, just like our immediate family sort of situation, because it fell on a weekday last year as well. Um, Jack just celebrated his birthday not long ago. And anyway, so I showed up at this dinner and we've got Dean and the kids and my dad. And anyway, we're all sitting around the table and I had come in from Toronto or something that day. And so I had my own car and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going down. And I, I'd had like the symptoms of the sore throat and the feeling fatigued, but I wasn't listening and I just kept barreling forward. And at the time, I don't know if I was working out as much, to be honest. Um, I certainly was not getting enough sleep. And what happened is I had to leave the dinner because I literally almost passed out. I couldn't eat. And Dean looked at me and was like, okay, you need to go home. So I went home, had a hot bath, crawled into bed. Um, I didn't get any better though. And I realized like, wow, this sore throat is like a real sore throat. It's not just like a little cough and I'll get better in 24 hours with some, you know, elderberry syrup. Uh, so I ended up having to go to the doctor and let's be honest, it's not like that simple, oh, you just call up and get an appointment. That's not how our healthcare system works here. You know, we are fortunate that we can go to walk-in clinics and we can go to hospitals if we need to, but let's not kid ourselves, like the waiting time is insane. Um, and so I ended up waiting and trying to do as much work on my phone as I sat there amongst other unhealthy people. And when I did sit down with my, you know, the doctor who's actually a nurse practitioner, I sat down with him and he, we like, I've known him now for a few years because the kids have been sick on and off, of course. And he kind of looked at me and he's like, you know, check the throat, check this and that. He goes like, is your throat pretty sore? And I was like, yeah. I mean, it's sore, like I'm drinking hot lemon tea and whatever I'm trying to do to cure it. He's like, yeah, your tonsil is so infected um, that not only am I putting you on antibiotics, like you need a steroid. And to be frank, I had let it go so long that the first round of antibiotics didn't work and I had to go on another round. Um, so that was fun. But it was kind of a lesson for me, like my kids get sick and I'm like, trying to book an appointment, handle it right away. But why did it take me so long to prioritize my health? You know, I'm a contributing member of this family. I have a job. I have commitments. I'm trying to show up for you guys, my audience, trying to be there for my family. And I wasn't quite seeing how rundown I was getting. Um, and so after now being introduced to today's sponsor, Go E-Visit Smart Exam, I'm just thinking like in that scenario, how it could have changed, you know, how things kind of rolled out. Had I addressed the sore throat right away, I could have taken the short clinical interview 
from my bed when I wasn't feeling good and potentially had this prescription that I needed sent over to the pharmacy closest to me and not have waited you know, 10 days too long because I didn't have the time to go sit in, you know, a walk-in clinic or whatever it was. And I just think also, how did I not know that this service existed in Canada? Like, honestly, I'm a little shocked. Um, I know I shared it with you guys recently on Instagram and I was trying to tell you, which is hard to do in like three short frames, you know, like this service and how it's going to change the game for my family and hopefully many of you who take a look at it. So I wanted to share a little bit about what the app entails and what the service looks like because I felt like I needed a little bit more information. Like I, I researched their website. I looked into the type of healthcare that's provided and I thought to myself like so often I know what I have or what my kids have before I even get to the clinic. You know, Jack struggled with a lot of ear infections for a long time. Um, you know, when Esme's got her little bronchitis situation, like I know what it is, the stuff keeps coming back, but why does it have to take up like six hours of my day when it does? Right. So this is just, I mean, anything that saves time is kind of incredible. Um, so here's what I have learned about the service, the app itself, super easy to set up. You know, you plug in your health card information, your information, date of birth, et cetera, et cetera. And on a side note, the reason that they take your health card information is because if they do need to prescribe you a prescription, they require your health card information, right? As you would at the pharmacy. The other thing worth noting is that, it, you know, the care is provided by certified healthcare professionals. So just as you would experience at the clinic, right? Um, and they can care for over 450 minor illnesses, uh, things like coughs, bronchitis, birth control, mastitis. So at the moment, I do not require any type of medication. I've been taking really good care of myself. Go back to the previous point about fitness. Uh, but I, I wanted to test, go e-visit, smart exam myself to see what it was like so I could share a true experience. And so I thought to myself, what do I need at the moment? Um, and I, I have been looking into different forms of birth control as I'm not on one at the moment, but it's something that I'd like to prioritize because I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and we good. <laughs> so I thought, okay, let me look into this. So I set up my profile and that took just a few minutes. Um, and then I started to do the exam and it goes like just a few questions and it sort of like filters you into the right funnel, right? Based on what you're looking for. And I got information about various options like the pill and the patch and the shot and then the IUD and like, and the rings and there's all these different options. Honestly, I didn't even know about the patch. I don't know where I've been, but I didn't know about it. And I love that it provides you with like details, like honestly, some details that I wouldn't have even gotten in my doctor's office because I don't know that they have that kind of time to tell me, you know, what are the success rates of this, you know, birth control style versus this one? And, you know, how do you work it into your lifestyle? So that was the other thing. It was asking me questions like, what's my lifestyle? Do Am I able to take it every day? Or would I prefer something where you like set it and forget it, you know? Um, and so it kind of funnels you through, th you know, through all these different questions. Um, and then it gets to the point where it's like, well, which one would you like? And then you choose the one. Now I didn't because I'm still 
trying to figure it out. I haven't quite decided. Um, and I, I said, you know, there was an option to say that you were just looking, like you just wanted information. So I clicked that option and I, I was like, cool. And I was sitting there kind of writing out my thoughts on the service. And then I got a phone call. P.S. It was 1045 at night and I'm sitting in my office and I'm like, what the what? Who's calling me at 1045 at night? I thought, this is weird. I'm going to answer it anyway. It said, you know, no caller ID type of thing. I answered it and it was this lovely girl. I'm pretty sure her name was Amanda. So bonus points there. Um, and she was calling me from the service. And I was like, oh, and I thought she was calling me because I was working with this brand. And I thought, is she calling me? Cause she knows like, this is weird. How, why would she, why would a brand be calling me at 1045 at night? Like who's working that many hours? You know what I mean? <laughs> Little did I know. Um, well, I did know because I ended up asking her, but she basically was like, are you, are you okay with um, the service? Do you have any questions? I noticed that you opted out. Um, and she said, I just wanted to ensure that you did select that and that you didn't just think that the, that the, you know, that your prescription was going to be sent to the pharmacy. And I was like, oh no, I said, I just wanted information. Um, and then after she gave me her spiel, I said, oh, by the way, like, do you call everybody if they sort of click that option? And she goes, yeah, I just, we just want to make sure that, you know, that they, that people know that they've selected that option. So she had no idea who I was. I was just a regular, you know, patient customer type of thing of, um, of the, of the service. Um, and that's just something that they offer. So one, incredible customer service. The other part is, um, as a parent, if you want to have your kids be on the app, um, you have to have them added in, like they have to attach the child to the caregiver's account. So my account. So I plugged in Esme's information cause she has, she's had a little like cough for a bit and it seems to be kind of rough at night. And so I had her add it for me. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm in your account. I could do that for you right now. So all in all, I was really impressed with one, the simplicity of this. Um, and just honestly, as a parent who I must admit, I get a little anxiety around my children being unwell. Um, like I can't, I, it just, it really stresses me out. So like in the middle of the night, when my kids would get sick, I mean, they haven't gotten sick in the night in a little while, but it's such a wonderful option to have immediate care. And even if it is more just information-based, like maybe your particular minor illness doesn't require a prescription, you kind of get this peace of mind right away, like your validation that you were able to get care immediately. Um, and then the other thing is, if you do require a prescription, you can pick it up first thing in the morning. You don't have to wait until the clinic can fit you in or the next walk-in clinic or, you know? And like, depending where you live, accessibility, this could be an amazing service. Anyway, all in all, I was thoroughly impressed. The other side of it is that like virtual healthcare, which is kind of the umbrella, also known as telehealth, I like didn't know about this. And I think that's the part that's surprising me. I pride myself on knowing things, especially tech-based things. So I was definitely like skeptical because I didn't know about it. <laughs> like as most things, I don't know about it. Therefore, it must not be good or true, which is ridiculous because how can I know everything? Um, and so I did a little bit of research and it's kind of like the forefront of where healthcare is going right? Like we are all on our phones. We're all on our devices. The healthcare system is doing this as well. They're all on devices. Like it kind of just seems like the next logical step. And so 
when you think about, you know, you might be in the prime of your life and you can get up and go and you have no problem with scheduling to get to a clinic. But when you think about, uh, you know, busy families or seniors and people who maybe don't have cars and, and the options are a little different, right? So I just think that this is such an incredible service for so many people in different walks of life. And I'm just really glad it's been introduced to me, honestly, because I can't see us like going back to the traditional method, unless it's a type of care that you have to go into the clinic. I mean, this just saves me so much time. It's absurd. This next point is more about taking care of my brain, which ultimately trickles down to the rest of my life. Um, isn't it funny? It's kind of like a theme. You got the fitness taking care of the brain, um, just the peace of mind of tapping into like immediate healthcare uh, with like go e-visit smart exam. And then you've got this, this element, which is talk therapy. I love it. I'm obsessed. In fact, I missed my appointment in February just because life got busy. And I feel a little like, I can't wait for the next one. I need to book another appointment. I feel a bit restless, you know? Um, What is it about talk therapy that I love so much? I've talked about this plenty. It is, I feel like it's Is the term validation the right term? You know what? It's being heard on whatever topic you want to address by a person whose only job in that moment is to listen. In a time and space where listening is a skill that not many have, um, but also listening without their own personal vendetta. You know, they don't have an emotional investment in you outside of that doctor-patient type of relationship, right? So I've had like experience with, with, with mental health, um, work, what am I trying to say? Talk therapy for a long, long, long time. So I'm talking, if you go back in the history books of Amanda, like when the parents divorced, I'm pretty sure, you know, my parents brought us to talk therapy but I mean, that was such early days. But then I remember, you know, in college, in Sejep, I was a very stressed out young woman. Um, I had a lot going on in my life and I had trouble sleeping. And I remember talking to the counselor at the school who helped me basically get into like sleep meditations. Uh, so that was incredible. He, and it was on a tape. Can you imagine? We're going back here. I feel really old all of a sudden, but yeah, I was a tape and I would listen to these sleep meditations and it would, it honestly helped with my stress levels. And then as I got older, you know, I remember before Dean and I, you know, moved to Malaysia right after we got married, we did a therapy session because I just felt like I needed, I think it was a couple sessions, but I just needed some like confirmation that we were on the same page, that our communication was going well, and that we had some tools to take with us on this new adventure because it was going to be a roller coaster, which it was. And I'm glad that we did, you know. Um, And then most recently, you know, life happens. And I was introduced to my therapist. And I feel like it takes a little bit. At first, I, I, I liked her, um, but then when I came back to make more appointments, she wasn't available as much, and so then I went with another therapist, and that therapist and I, we vibed, but then she moved on to a different clinic, and I liked the place I was at, and I thought, well, let me go back to that first, you know, therapist that I had had met, and, and we've been together now for like, has it been two years maybe, um, and what I love is once you find the right person, because that's also a misconception, I feel like people don't realize that it's never just like, 
one size fits all with these therapy sessions. Like you really do have to connect with your therapist and vice versa. And I think that there's kind of like this universal understanding that you need about three sessions with a therapist to sort of figure it out. You know, like the first session you go in and I feel like you're just introducing yourself to this person and sort of sharing with them. Maybe there's a specific topic you're going in with that you want to talk about, or, um, you know, you're telling them a little bit about your life. Maybe you just have a sense of, there's like a lot of topics you want to address. You can kind of bring those up. And then that therapist determines if you're a right fit for them based on their technique and their, um, toolkit kind of thing. And so in the end it's worked out and, I find that I try to go once a month, like I was saying, and again, like the fitness, it truly is a reset for me. And what's kind of incredible is the therapist I have not only does talk therapy, but also does hypnosis therapy. I'm sure it has a formal name, Um, but I use it for creativity. Like when I'm feeling like I just, I'm stagnant, which happens from time to time. And when you're working in a creative space, that ain't no good. Um, and so I spend the time and we do like a 90 minute session and I go into a hypnosis and I never quite know what happens. Um, I'm always like, did I really get hypnotized? I don't know, (laughs) but I, I do. And I have had the experience where post hypnosis session, I have this boost of creativity and whether it's a placebo effect or not, it worked. And I also feel like it's like the it's like giving my brain a hug or giving my brain a little exercise. Um, it forces me to work on my communication skills, and there has there have been these moments where sometimes I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like I have a session booked, and on the morning of I'm driving over, going like, "What am I going to talk about today? I don't know." So I spend some time driving, and I'm like, "It's a bit of a drive too. It's like a 30 minute drive for me." And I'm driving, and I'm mulling it over, and I'm like, "I have no idea what's going to come up. Who knows?" And then I sit down. And sometimes, especially once you've gotten past that comfort level with that person, like you have a great rapport and they, she knows plenty or he knows plenty about you. I sit down and it's funny sometimes what will come up and I'm like, I had no idea that that was going to come up today. And I've walked away feeling like, oh, I just feel so heard and so validated and so worthy of spending that time on myself, you know? Um... And I honestly think that the world would be a better place if more people had access to talk therapy. And, you know, is it something that will, that you like, people like, oh, it's a scam because you keep going to therapy forever. That's the, that's the plan, man. That's the dream. (laughs) It's like, are you kidding me? If I could have a therapy session once a week, I would do it. But benefits only extend so far. (laughs) But, um, I love it so much. And I hope that I can carry on and have therapy for the rest of days um, because to prioritize myself and to prioritize my mental health is one of the key ways that I take care of myself. Um, You know I could talk more about that, but I got a few more points I want to share with you. So let's move on to the next one. This one is a tricky one for me. I'm really working on it though in 2020. This is something new. I don't talk about this much because again, I'm not great at it, but it's setting personal goals. Listen, that's going to look real different for a lot of people, but I'm going to say the things out loud that I've been doing and maybe it'll just give them more weight for me that I really, you know, focus on these things. But a couple of things that I've been doing in terms of like personal goal setting for one is setting office hours. 
you know, I've talked about this. I touched on it a little bit in this episode, but setting office hours is really tough when this particular profession that I'm in is one where you can do it anytime from anywhere. And a lot of times you're on, on Instagram, for example, all day. Um, but I've been very strategic with what I share in those non-office hours. So if you really pay attention to the type of content I put out, you know, daytime tends to be when I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It's the emails, it's the, you know, creative element to partnerships, it's doing all the legwork, the editing, etc., the heavy lifting, if you will. In the off hours, a lot of times I show a lot of lifestyle stuff. So the making of the dinners, the watching TV, the playing with my kids, the doing the homework, walking the dog, all these little things that take just a quick moment of my time and don't require too much energy for me to output and also doesn't take away from whatever it is that I'm doing at the moment. Um, And so I've been very mindful of those hours. And the kind of amazing thing is now that I have a formal working space, the ability to close the door to my office is a physical boundary, if you will. Um, and honestly, it's like I can leave the work in that room. And then I'm just Amanda. I'm just mom. I'm just the wife, you know, the friend, the non-social media person. And it feels really good to have that distance when I need it because I think that's really important. You know, go back to the previous part about talk therapy and mental health. You need to be able to separate. You can't fully be on all the time. Um, And it feels really good to have that option. So that's something I'm working on. Something else is in those off moments. I know you've heard me talk about it a little bit, but it's been really focusing on meal planning and preparation. Um, At the start of the year, I said, this is enough. You know, I've got to figure this out. And I committed to it by creating a video about it. That's always helpful for me when I create goals that I can share with other people. For some reason, it just helps me stay accountable. You know, anyone else like that? It's like, I sometimes, I'm, I'm very quick to break goals that I set for myself. But if I'm public about them and I've committed to someone else that I'm going to do it, for some reason, I hold that one a little bit with more importance, you know? Um, But the meal planning and the prep, I have been so incredibly proud of myself that I've come back to it and my children have been introduced to new foods. It's not great. My son thinks a vegetable is part poison, so we'll get there. But like Esme eats kale and broccoli and I feel like I have I feel like I have won the freaking lottery of life, man. The fact that my kids are trying new foods, like it's so exciting to me. And all it was, was me making time for that act of meal preparation, planning, and then, you know, doing it, eating it. So I've done it. Now, I'm also mindful of life, right? Like, am I making every dinner every night? Heck no. My husband is highly capable in the kitchen. And sometimes we go out for dinner and other times we order out. So it's a mixed, you know, situation. And and when I've got heavy workload where I'm working after dinner and I, you know, I'm not having enough time to meal prep and that, it's simple meals. Um, Or I let my husband do four meals that week and I take the weekend or whatever it is. We, We share the workload. But I'm also like, you didn't fail if you didn't make the five dinners you planned to make this week. Like I'm a little, I'm like, just be easy on yourself. Next week is a new week, but that's something I'm really trying to work on. It's something I've really like, it's really important to me that we share meals together, that we sit at the table. And instead of sitting here stewing, like feeling like I'm such a failure because I'm not able to get it done, I'm just 
making it happen. And it feels amazing. Honestly, it feels amazing. The other thing, um, and you'll notice a lot of these like are kind of their personal goals, right? Like they're outside of the work hours, but it's being present during the evening rush for the home reading that happens at the dining room table after dinner. Um, and then also being present while I'm watching television, <laughs> which sounds insane. Um, but anyone else have this pet peeve? Like it drives me crazy when we're watching a movie or watching a TV show and we're on our devices. The children are not because they, they're like, no, we're watching TV. They seem to understand what we're doing, but it's the grownups that get confused and get muddled. Or I'm like trying to do some last minute post or share something online. And I'm like, Amanda, like you've scheduled your office hours. Those hours are done, babe. It's time to be present. It's time to snuggle in the covers with your daughter and watch whatever show you're watching. And and I find it's like, why do I get annoyed by other people being on their devices while we're watching TV or playing a board game is because I don't feel that they're being present and it makes me feel not very valued, right? Like I don't feel like that person respects my time and is not prioritizing me. That's the word, prioritizing. And so I'm realizing, well, if I dislike that so much, I need to be better and not be so distracted in those moments. So I'm really working on that. I don't always get it right. Trust, I do not always get it right, but I'm working on it. I am, this is more of a fitness goal, but I am attempting my first 10K. I'm scared to even say it out loud. I do not consider myself a runner, um, but I would love to accomplish that. I'm inspired by my my current level of fitness because I've been working really hard and eating well and I just feel really good in my body. And then also I watched an awesome um, documentary or movie about a girl who runs this marathon and and she just like the sense of accomplishment that came from that. And I was like, I want that feeling. I want to feel proud. So, so that's something that's on my list. I think it's happening in May. I literally just need to sign up. I don't know why I'm hesitating. I'm nervous, but now I've said it out loud. So now you know I got to follow through because you know about it. So it's coming. But setting personal goals, like you can even tell from the way that I'm talking about it, is it can be a little scary and a little overwhelming because there's a part of you that might doubt your ability to do it. And the part that I have to remind myself constantly, because I struggle with that as well, is like, just do it. Like you are going to surprise yourself. You often do. Um, And yeah, so anyway, that's, that's a little personal goal I've got going on. But I feel like that really does tie into like taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself because you're worth it. And it's fun to have these different challenges and different goals, even as a grown up human, you know, like I'm here for this. And I think it would be careless, if not unforgivable, to not include this last part. There was a whole lot of contradictory things I just said in that sentence. I hope it made sense. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that probably the biggest way that I take care of Amanda, the creator, the mom, the spouse, the adult lady, is by having fun. Dang it. (laughs) Now, how do I do that? Let's think. I have dance parties. I love dance parties. I share them on Instagram occasionally. Sometimes Instagram boots them out because of copyright issues, but whatever, I'm still shaking it. Um, And I'm talking like, 
I just move whatever way my body wants to move and I feel the music and I let myself laugh and wiggle and jiggle all the little bits and I get my kids involved and even Dean gets involved. Like kitchen dance parties are totally a thing and it makes me feel so good. So I love that. So that's definitely something I prioritize. Music is so important and can be such a mood altering experience. Highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Another thing, girls nights. Girls nights for the win. Oh, I love them so much. Um, I have a group of women that I connected with in my town, local to me, who are not industry people, regular, amazing, hardworking humans who are intelligent and they challenge the way that I think about things. And, you know, we have drinks and wine. Drinks and wine are the same thing, I suppose. Um, although the last girls' night, I didn't even have a sip of wine. I wasn't feeling it. Um, I just drank bubbly water. It was great and ate a ton of food. It was wonderful. But, you know, I love that you have all of these women coming from different walks of life and we can talk about things and we can have a laugh and we can just let loose and have fun and we try to prioritize getting together every month it seems if not every other month um I always you know they seem to come and go and sometimes I can't make it and sometimes you can and there's like a, a Facebook group we've got going on like a little messenger group chat thing and we just when you can make it you can make it and it's awesome and I love them. And then I also make time for friends that aren't part of this group that you do the one-on-ones or I'll grab dinner with a friend. Um, and I try to see, you know, some of my, my friends in the industry, which is great. Although that's really hard because all of us are kind of spread out and live in different places and are doing very different things. Um, and let's be real, like the season of life is really tricky to get everybody together. You've got extracurricular activities and people like me whose spouse travels. And so let me tell you though, I got some babysitters on retainer, sort of, but like, seriously, I don't hesitate to introduce myself to the people that look of babysitting age because I require them. And I'm like, well, geez, it'd be, I, I hate, I get serious FOMO, if I can be totally honest. FOMO is the fear of missing out. I've had that since I was like four, maybe even earlier. Um, I didn't ever want to go to bed because I thought I was going to miss out on the day. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> Trying to tell me that now. Although I still don't go to bed. I wonder if it's like related to that. That's a story for another day. Um, but I really try to make time. And it's funny because even my husband, Dean, will notice when I haven't had a girl's night lately. And he's just like, oh my God, you need to go out. Like, I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> like, he's just not interested in the things I'm talking about sometimes. How dare he, right? So rude. Um, but he's right because my partner's not going to fulfill every role that I need in my life. Um, and I need women for friendship, um, for connection, for feeling like I'm not alone in this world because we handle different things and we handle things differently in any way. I just love them. I love those people. Um, you know, things like reading books. I got a Kindle for Christmas. Haven't used it much, to be honest, because once you get into the swing of things with work, it's hard to stay awake. But I'm looking to um, do more things like read a little, like even five minutes before bed, you know, but I read some amazing books over the break and I intend to do that again over the next break. Um, but yeah, it's like coming back to those simple things, painting, you know, little things. Am I great at painting? No, <laughs> but it's fun to be creative and to do things that you don't know how they're going to turn out or you may not be great at them, but you do them anyway. There's a sense of satisfaction there. Um, I love going for long walks. Like these things are very fun for me. A long walk with my dogs and a podcast is where 
it is at for me. I just love it. Like I also enjoy walking with people, different experience, but I really love me some podcasts. Um, another thing is dating my partner. Like Dean and I, I love going out on dates with him. He makes me laugh a lot and it's fun to leave the responsibility of parenting and home ownership and bill paying and everything else that requires your full on attention at home and you close the door and your kids are pumped because they've got a babysitter and the babysitter is always more fun than the parents Um, and you leave and you laugh and you giggle and you remind yourself why you're with that person anyway Um, and I'm talking like real time together, like shared experiences, not just dinner and a movie. In fact, I never go to the movies with Dean. There's no way that I um, I'm going to go sit in a dark room for two hours quietly with a man that I hardly ever get to have full on sentences with because we're constantly interrupted. Nope, we're doing stuff. Uh, I've recently discovered my love of laser tag. That's probably going to be our next date night. Let's be honest. It's those enjoyable moments for me that change the game, that remind me why I work hard and I work so late into the night. It's those, just those little moments of magic, you know, all the deadlines and the strict scheduling, it's going to be there. But sometimes you just have to like throw that out the window momentarily. And it's not constant, you know, it's like not a constant state of stress that you need to be in and making time to unwind and play honestly, just make me a better person. And those are my tips for how I take care of myself. I think that really like pulled the curtain back on the nitty gritty of why certain things are important to me and how I try not only just to do them, but to share them with you guys, you know, whether it's just on Instagram or here in the podcast, um, just to offer some like, hey, maybe try this. It might work for you. And if not, that's cool Um, because each person's different and each person's experience is going to be so different, right? Um, But it's the little things that we do that add to our overall enjoyment of this wild ride of life, right? So a big thanks to our sponsor, Go E-Visit Smart Exam for teaming up with me today. I love learning new things and I truly believe that virtual healthcare is exactly what we need as busy people because most minor illnesses do not need in-person care and I'm so grateful for services like this. So please support the show by supporting today's sponsor. Simply download the app or click the link in the show notes, enter the code AMANDA2 after completing each of your visits to access the service for free for two months. I'm talking immediate healthcare for over 450 minor illnesses, access to certified healthcare practitioners, and if needed, the prescription delivered to your closest pharmacy. Game changer. Got nothing to lose. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.